Do you hear that, Evelyn? It's time for me to go. Ghost Train. Ghost Train. We had to find that song. I know. It was amazing. It gave me goosebumps. So uh, welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your train host, Jen, and your train host, Joe. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. I want to explain what <laughs> Joe means at the beginning when he says, do you hear that, Evelyn? It's time for me to go. So my grandma and grandpa... In the Depression time, they had a railroad that went right behind, or rail tracks that went right behind their house. And when, I, I don't know if you guys are old enough to even remember hobos, but people used to ride the rails. So it'd be like homeless people or just people like to travel on the rails. And there was this hobo, and I cannot remember his name, and I'll have to ask mom, I don't know if she remembers. But this guy would always stop at my grandma and grandpa's house, and she would feed him and he would camp in their backyard and then when the train was coming he'd be like do you hear that Evelyn it's time for me to go and he would pack his things and get back on the rails yeah just jump back on the train and keep on heading up towards Detroit or wherever that train goes yeah and it's so interesting because in the depression time you know trains were fueled by coal Mm -hmm. and people were so poor that the children would run alongside of the trains and the conductors or coal Coleman or tenders or whatever they call them, used to throw the coal off the side mm-hmm. and the kids would pick it up and then they would be able to heat their house. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It, it just, I don't know. Joe and I have just this long history about trains in our family. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to do this show and it's going to be all about haunted rails, haunted stories of trains. Yeah. The weirdest thing is I physically have never touched coal until we were at the Randolph County Asylum yeah, in the basement, they still have coal piled up from the coal chute when they actually used to use coal to heat the place. It, that's so interesting because our grandpa used to deliver coal. Mm-hmm. And when my dad was like 9 to maybe 12 or 13, he would go with my grandpa. And people used to have these doors on the side of their houses called coal chutes, mm-hmm. and they would literally shovel the coal into their basement. Yeah. And in some of the older neighborhoods here in, in town, they still have those doors on yeah, the side of their Yeah, almost all the houses that were built back then yeah. have them. And you'll look at the bottom of the house, and you'll see a big steel plate. And it's weird because nowadays, you know, you'd be like, what the heck is that? And probably a lot of them are frozen shut or, you know, rusted shut. Mm-hmm. But that's how they used to heat the homes. And can you imagine just going in your basement and giving the shovel and throwing? And it's so dusty and yeah. dirty. Like you, if you ever, you know, have like touched coal or something, it smudges on you, you know, like picking up charcoal or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Side note. Yes. Silly putty. Huh? The original use for silly putty. Before they turned it into a toy, yeah. was cleaning your wallpaper. It was that's what they used to clean wallpaper with to get the 
dust from <gasps> the coal off really? the wallpaper. Oh my gosh, that is so. Uh, <laughs> do you remember the smell? What silly putty smells like? Yeah. I love that smell. I can still smell it to this day. <laughs> do you? I can't. I love silly putty. Um, well, it, this is really interesting, Joe. I we've been talking about doing this show for a while because we're in Ohio. There's mm-hmm. tons of railways, and and Joe and I have ridden the train to Chicago, and Joe fell off a railroad track and almost died one time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later, but. Um, what really sparked this, and I was like, Joe, we got to do the show, is, I don't know if you guys remember, so in San Antonio, Texas, there is the thing that they call the haunted rails, haunted railways. And what's interesting is it's a it's an urban legend about an angry ghost of a spirit. Well, it's actually multiple spirits. Mm-hmm. So there's this railroad tracks, which they think are haunted because the legend was that there was a school bus full of children that went over the tracks, <laughs> a came, train came through, ran into the school bus and killed them all. And this is why they've had, you know, the train guards or rail, what do you call those? Closures? Gates. Gates. Gates <laughs> Josh Gates. Um, come down and put up at these things. But there's this famous one where that urban legend kind of started. And I think they've disproved it that it isn't. You know, there was no mm-hmm. school bus or whatever. But people would put their car on this particular road and put it in neutral and it would get pushed across mm-hmm. these rail tracks. And then they would put baby powder on the back of the cars and see little handprints from kids or whatever. And why it's in the news again is because they're tearing this down. Oh. So, you know, there was like a lot of stories about, you know, this, is it real? Is it a hoax? Is it an urban legend? Um, they've done studies. And I think it was on one of the paranormal shows where they showed like, it's an optical illusion that yeah. it's actually on a downgrade, but it actually looks like it's going up or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> There's a, a cemetery mm-hmm. right up in Michigan where our friend Petter used to live. There's a cemetery up there that you do the same thing. You mm-hmm. drive up and if you stop next to this one stump by this this tombstone, mm-hmm. the car will roll backwards. But it's not. It's just like you said, it's an optical illusion because all the terrain around it mm-hmm. is like hilly, but you're actually on an opposite hill, but it, you just can't tell. Yeah. So I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, there's been so many stories about this and it's the tracks at the intersection of Shane and um, Villa Main Road um, where there said there was a tragic accident in 1930 that took the lives of multiple children. Now, you know, there have been a lot of like reports and stories done about this that it was a December day and Sunday of 1938. There was a slow moving storm that came through and there was a nun who was leading a field trip. When the bus got to the train tracks, I'm losing my voice for some reason, um, that she fell asleep and, you know, the children were asleep and they looked back and the uh, train came and she wouldn't have time to evacuate children and they all died. Now, but it's interesting because there is a, a new story about this, that the bus train death was almost 30 people. Um, so, you know, was it real or was it fake? I mean, there's a, a news article. So, yeah. But anyways, you know, people have investigated at their lot. They claim to have, you know, these little handprints, mm-hmm. um, gotten EVPs. So is it one of those things where it's become such an urban legend that things are happening? Yeah, that could be. You know. Because we always hear that's the big thing, you know, the the bus full of kids was going over the bridge and the 
maiden was going to jump off the side of the bridge because her husband said to meet her there and he never showed up and on valentine's day yeah on valentine's day (laughs) and the reason why she almost fell off the bridge because the motorcyclist came through and got his head cut off so the motorcycle went crazy and then the school bus drove through and the bus got hit by the motorcycle and (laughs) yeah but i I think this has started you know this whole thing started because there was a true accident there usually is um but you know it's usually last monday or whatever right so i don't know um with all the things that are going on now there's been at the time that we're taping this it's february 14th it's valentine's day and joe and i are in the studio instead of out on dates <laughs> but um well i did have dinner plans uh t- oh. table of one next to the wall yeah yeah i was just gonna call and cry <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? Oh, so there's been three major train derailments, mm-hmm. one of which is in Ohio, which is very, very, very serious. They say that 5 million people could be affected. There's yeah. chemicals leaking into the groundwater. And if it reaches the Ohio River, it's going to be a massive, massive um, environmental issue. And people are really, I mean, this is happening in our backyard, basically have to be very very cautious because there's a hundred thousand people displaced right now and there mm-hmm. could be up to a, 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 you know who knows what the number is going to be and they set it on fire instead of trying to pump it out mm-hmm. they set it on fire so right now there's a giant plume of smoke and it looks like a nuclear explosion the That's... way the smoke goes up and then when it gets to a certain point in the atmosphere it kind of flattens out mm-hmm. yeah that's what they did they just caught it on fire so it's like What's, you know, what's the worst environmental impact? Burn it up and you have bad air uh, or let it go in the water and it, the water is poison. So yeah. it's like the lesser of two evils, right? <laughs> but it's like there's that going on. There was two other derailments. So like you wonder, is there something conspiracy type thing going on? Nah. Do you think it's just a fluke? I think it's just a fluke. Mm, okay. I don't know. Unless it's the aliens. There's a lot of of (laughs) alien stuff going on right now, too, we could talk about. Um, But we'll save that for another show because there's some crazy stuff going on, Joseph. We did two weeks of alien shows, and I found some very interesting information today about, like, Tabby Star and stuff like that. So I'm going to do some research, and that'll be a good show. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, interesting enough, Railroads have always had some kind of legend or lore, especially with hauntings. Mm-hmm. There's haunted train cars, which we've talked about before. Uh, there's haunted railway stations, haunted rail tunnels. Like, what's the place in Ohio that we talk about? Moonville. Mm-hmm. Um, that we talk about all the time. There's so much tragedy and mystical legend around railroads because, you know, it was an early time in our country's history and many people died in and around railroads maybe building the railroads Mm -hmm. or railroads going through their land and people being displaced or you know rail crashes the people that died at they're buried in the black cross was that were they railroad workers and then the yellow fever came through or were they miners I can't it remember if they were. Railroad. I think it was a railroad because that's why they put, use the railroad ties as a cross. Yeah, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Well, this is really interesting. I, it, you know, Joe and I have really been le- researching a lot of the haunted 
stories. Mm -hmm. And interesting enough, of course, there's tons of them right here in Ohio. Yeah. And I wanted to bring you guys one story. And this is really fascinating because I didn't even know this existed. So there was a train crash in Wayne County, Ohio, over a river, which they called the River Styx. S-T-Y-X. And rock on. Rock on. What, what was their big hit? Sticks. Come <laughs> sail away. Come sail away. You had to make me think. Oh, no. What was the other one? Was was that um, Mr. Roboto? Mr. Roboto. Yes. Arigatiato. Or <laughs> Mr. Roboto. Anyways, back to railroads. Very serious. Very here. serious. Okay. Um, Rittman, Ohio. So the B&O Railroad trussel that crosses over the river sticks is where most of this happened so the true history of this haunting is one day the train driven by alexander wallace logan he was an engineer and he had been um employed for over 31 years working on trains he started when he was about 18 years old so he's very seasoned he told his co-workers that he had a premonition dream of dying on a bridge in his engine and in 1899, he was traveling down the B&O Railroad tracks, which coming up to Rittman, Ohio. Now, that's just um, east of the town, and it was about 7 a.m. on March 22nd. So he was driving the Erie Limited train number five, heading west on his route to Chicago with about 79 passengers. The train was going about 60 miles an hour when he came up to the River Styx. And it's, it's not a very big river. Like, no, it's more like a creek. Yeah. So um, just give our listeners a visual. And a, um, side note on that is they did make a movie about it. And the bridge in the movie is like 70, 80, 80 feet above the water. And it's real big and all that. Mm-hmm. But it, the real one is not. The real one is about 12 feet above the water. Okay. And the, the river is mm-hmm. a creek. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty creaky look. And if you're not from Ohio... A crick is a creek. <laughs> we call him a crick. Anyways, um, so about a quarter of a mile. Wet be- water ditch. Yeah. <laughs> a creek. Crick. Um, we used to play in the creek when we were little. <laughs> we were weird kids, man. Well, of course, there was nothing else to do. Yeah. We, we didn't have. We didn't have shelf phones. We didn't have no damn internet. We had to walk places. <laughs> <laughs> so about a quarter of a mile before the bridge. A rod broke on the train. Now, this caused the only set of wheels on the um, one side of the train to get power. So, basically, it shut off power to one half. Yeah, it's a drive rod, they call it. Okay. This causes the train to veer off the tracks. Now, he tried stopping the train by putting the air brakes on and reversing the engine. This did slow the train down a bit, but wasn't enough. So, I, I you know, if you've ever seen a train t- trying to stop, and these are like, you know, the old time trains. These weren't mm-hmm. like Amtrak's or anything. These are the big old honking trains that, you know, carry coal cars and all that stuff. So, anyways, um, just as it got to the bridge, the engine derailed and fell down into the river, landing on its right side. Alexander Logan died instantly on impact, but he had slowed the train down enough that the rest of the train stayed up on the tracks. All of those six people, or 60 people, I think. Yeah. 79 passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, none of them were hurt. or They were hurt, but they weren't killed. And they are buried, if you wanted to go to Akron, Ohio, in the Glendale Cemetery near um, 
or I'm sorry, Alexander's buried in the Glendale Cemetery near Akron, Ohio. Now, the first sighting of the ghost train, so this accident has caused this ghost train to appear. Um, the first sighting of the train was in 1899. So you're seeing, you know, this the same year yeah. that this happened. Mm-hmm. Dr. Will William Favor, he was the local coroner. He was traveling in his buggy around 11 p.m. Um, in October when he came upon the tracks. Now, this happened in March, and he had the sighting in October, same year. He saw an out-of-control train coming at him down the tracks. The train was squealing loudly and billowing smoke and fire out of the smokestack. As he watched in horror, when he got... um. When the train got to the bridge, it jumped off the tracks and fell into the river below. And he reported seeing a large explosion of flames and steam come out of the river. Um, He could hear sounds of the metal crunching and wood breaking. And he immediately stopped the horse and ran to the railroad tracks. When he got to the tracks, they were in perfect condition and there was no train in sight. But Mm -hmm. he saw this. Now, months later, in April, um, a man named Amos Goldner and another man, only known by his last name, Fielding, were walking along the tracks when they said um, they crossed over the bridge and they saw a train coming at them at super high speed. And it looked like it was on fire. So they had to run off the bridge only to see the train derail and fall into the river. They could hear the train crashing and passengers screaming. They ran into the town to get help. A few minutes later, a group of people came back to the tracks only to find that there was no accident at all, no sign of the train, and no sign of any wreckage. Now, the local residents tell stories of hearing um, horns blaring with no train on the tracks, screeches of the wheels, and screams of passengers. People would gather around the bridge at 11 p.m. to try to hear the train. People claim they have caught EVPs and seen lights on the tracks. Others have claimed that if you stand by the bridge at 11 o'clock, the ground will shake. Yeah. And that is in Rittman, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so spooky. It's right by Akron, Ohio, right around that area. And yeah. We've traveled through there many times. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we traveled right past there. I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know me. I love trains. And it's funny. Have you ever, um, like, about five o'clock in the morning around here, heard the train whistle? Oh, yeah. Like, I hear it all the time. It's so interesting. I haven't heard it. So you got to remember, too, that I hear the train right over here Mm. on the exact same track we were talking about, Grandma and Grandpa lived on, Mm -hmm. is now. They stop it just past where I live, but the train still goes into the little yard there. So I hear the train all the time. And another sound I hear is over by my work, which is three miles away, there's a cross where the train tracks cross each other. Mm-hmm. And when the trains go by there, you hear the wheels going, tuck a 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 tuck like that. Yeah. And I hear that too. Now, did you ever hear the story about um, Grandpa Bess? So my mom's dad was a police officer. He was on the force, started on the force in like 1916. And he was chasing a perp through a railway station. And he tripped or fell or fell off a train, whatever happened. And he um, hit his head okay. and was laying on the tracks and a train was coming. And somebody came along and saved him. Really? Pulled I, him didn't, off the track. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And just a side note, did you know that he chased John Dillinger when John Dillinger mm-hmm. came through Toledo? Yeah. Interesting, and I found... And, and? The Purple Gang. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you guys don't know who the Purple Gang is, it's the Licavellis. They were um, gangsters, basically, mm-hmm. in the Prohibition days who um, went from, like, Toledo to Cleveland. They would run, you know, drugs, booze, mm-hmm. you know, Prohibition-type things. So, they um, were based out of Detroit, so they would come right through Toledo to mm-hmm. get to, and mm-hmm. they had stuff here also. Yeah, they had some um, houses here. There was a house with um, a secret room, a hiding room that I think it's in Point Place. Mm-hmm. This lady discovered, um, she bought this house and in the basement there was a fake wall and you open the wall and it was this little room and it's used to be, and she found old like liquor bottles in there. It was where they would hide yeah. from the authorities. So maybe they were hiding from grandpa, <laughs> who knows. But um, interesting enough, my dad's grandpa worked on the railroad and there's a picture of him in the 1800s and maybe the early 1900s in my mom and dad's house of him standing next to this giant steam engine and he died pretty young too he um he got ran over by a rail rail car yeah rail car he was like 43 i think it was Hmm. and uh just interesting you know that um we have all these ties and connections to rail railroads Mm -hmm. so on july 6th 1944, a southbound train coming out of Louisville going to Nashville with 1,000 military personnel derailed and crashed into the Clear Fork Gorge or Clear Fork River Gorge near the town of Jellicoe. The accident killed 35 and injured over 100. The track runs parallel to the Clear Fork River and derailed at a section called the Jellicoe Narrows which is considered dangerous because of its uh, the way the curve is. The legend goes that the train was going too fast and jumped the rails, fell into the gorge, and killed all the people. When the engine fell into the river, it exploded, splitting the first passenger car in half. The car was showered with steams and flames. Oh Passengers that were not killed reportedly seeing men fly through the air on fire also... The bodies were like stripped of their skin because of the steam. Oh, gross. Yeah. What a way to go. Mm-hmm. Some were even burnt so bad that they seemed to be melted into the train. The cause of the wreck was determined that the train was going too fast around the turn. Locals that visit the area say they hear crashing train sounds. They'll hear screaming of men. Um, they'll see full body apparitions of people walking down the tracks and they'll also see full body apparitions of people on fire oh, when that's so creepy they will also see apparition of the train itself coming around the corner and derailing and when they run up to it like you said before nothing is there so this story here was interesting because my friend Miranda the ghost biker actually went to this location and during one of her shows I believe it was um, season season three, episode two. Mm-hmm. She went to this location and did a paranormal investigation, which was really different than anything else I've seen because you had a lot of contamination of the road mm-hmm. right by her. And she was sitting on a rock down inside the gorge right by where the train actually fell into it. During that investigation, she got some amazing evidence. She heard you know, got EVPs, stuff like that. And it was hard for her to get the EVPs because of all the contamination noises of the water and the cars and everything. Mm -hmm. 
But I've talked to her since then about it, and she says that that was one of the most active locations that she's ever tried outside. Because lots of times we don't do investigations outside because of all that, especially mm-hmm. next to a river. Sure. But that had the history of that train wreck there. But being that the locals see so much paranormal activity there, it's a very haunted location. And one thing that I always think about too is, and we talked about this before with ghosts, is there is a lot of sound and visual stuff like explosions and actually seeing the trains. But we know that it's not real, but we just know that it's a residual haunting. How does the sound, you know, how do we hear sound? It's always, that's one of the questions I've always thought about is, yeah. is the actual event putting that idea into your head? But yet people, you know, standing next to each other hear the same thing. Right. Right. How do you explain that? So that was a very interesting case because one, it's outside. Well, I mean, they all are, but I mean, with her investigation, it was outside and she got some great evidence. Yeah. Now this is another really um, interesting, and it t- we talked about it before, um, the Hammond Circus train wreck here. Yes. In well, it's on the Ohio um, Indiana border. Happened June twenty second of nineteen eighteen. It was one of the worst train wrecks in U.S. history. There were eighty six people reported to have died, another hundred and twenty seven injured. But we all they also lost a ton of the circus animals too. Um, it was a circus train. The engineer had fell, fell asleep and um, there was like 400 people on the Hagenbach Wallace Circus. And what happened is, you know, with all of these people that died, they buried them in a mass grave. And they have all kinds of activity around that area. People hear the train, they hear the animals, they hear those the screaming, they hear like circus music. So it was just um, interesting that happened right here, um, just outside of Ohio. And I, when you mentioned that, I looked it up online. Uh, I typed in circus train wreck. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. Yeah. There are so many circus train accidents. Yeah. It's really tragic. And just think about how many people commit suicide on railroad tracks too, mm-hmm. you know, like just lay down and get run over. I'm sure they're, they're, you know, spirits are at unrest and, and lingering around train yards or railways or like, have you ever been to the Henry Ford Museum and yes. see that there's full-size steam trains yes. in there? I would mm-hmm. be very surprised if there wasn't any paranormal activity around the art. Of, well, most of the artifacts that are in there. Oh, yeah. Like a bunch of like, don't they have like Kennedy's car? Yep, the car that he was killed in. Yeah, there and... Um, the rocker that Lincoln got shot at mm-hmm. is he, that there too. So, and a full size train. <laughs> it's a very interesting place. And I've heard stories of that too, where workers, because, you know, we know people that work there mm-hmm. and they've heard things happening in there too. They've heard or seen a lot of ghostly activity in there, I should yeah. say. All right, so we have one more phantom train um, story for you guys, and this is really interesting. It's out of um, Marshall Pass, Colorado. So soon after the rails were laid across Marshall Pass, Colorado, um, where they go over a height of a 12,000 foot above sea level, (laughs) there was an old engineer named Nelson Edwards. He was assigned to this particular train. Now, he traveled the road... um, 
with the passengers behind him for a couple of months and, you know, had no accidents. But one night when he set off for the divide, he um, found that the silence was deeper, the cannon was darker, and the air was a little bit more frostier than usual. Now, a defective rail in an unsafe bridge had been reported that morning and he began the long ascent with some misgivings. So when he left the first line of snow sheds, he heard the whistle echoing somewhere among the ice and rocks. Now, at the same time, the gong in his cabin sounded and he applied the brakes. The conductor ran up and asked, why did you stop? What what signaled you to stop? He said, I gave no single signal. He said, pull her open and light out for we've got to pass to number 19 at the switches and there's a wild train coming behind us. Hmm. So Edward drew the lever, sanded the track, and the heavy train got underway again, but the whistles grew louder and louder behind him. Sound of danger signals rang out, and when he was turning a curve, he looked out and saw the train speeding after him at a rate that must have been bringing against the rear of his own train. So he broke into a sweat as he pulled the throttle wide open and they lunged into a snowbank. Now the cars lurched off and the snow was flung off and the train went roaring through another shed, which I don't know what that means. There's sheds along the track that they can stop at. And so here's where the defective rail was reported. No matter the greater danger was pressing behind. So firemen pulled on, piled on the coal until his clothes were wet with perspiration and fire belts from the snow smokestack. The passengers, too, having been warned of their peril, had gotten dressed and were anxiously watching at the windows. Um, the talk among them was that the mad engineer was driving, there was a mad engineer driving a train behind him. So as Edwards crossed the summit, he shut off the steam and surrendered his train to the force of gravity. Looking back, he could see by the faint light from new snow that the driving wheels on the rear engine were getting bigger than his own. And that tall figure stood atop of the cars, um, frantically gestured. At a sharp turn in the track, he found the other train, but 200 yards behind. As he swept around the curve, the engineer who was chasing him leaned from the window and laughed, and his face was like dough. Snow was falling, and it began to drift in the hollows. The train flew on. The bridges shook as they thundered across them, the wind screaming in the ears of the passengers. The suspected bridge was reached. Edward's heart was in his throat, but he seemed to clear the chasm and was abound. Now the switch was in sight, but number 19 was not there. As the brakes were freed, the train shot like a flash. Suddenly, a red light appeared ahead, swinging to and fro on the track, as well be run into as to crash into an obstacle ahead. He heard the whistle of the pursuing locomotive yelp behind him, yet he reversed the lever and put on the brakes, and for a few seconds lived the hell of dread. Hearing no sound, he glanced back and saw the wild train almost leap upon his own, yet before it touched, the track seemed to spread, and the engine toppled from the bank, and the whole train rolled into the cannon and vanished. Edward shuddered and listened. No cry of hurt men or hiss of steam came up, and nothing uh, but the groan of the wind as it rolled into the black dot. Now the lantern ahead, too, had disappeared. Now another danger impended, as there were no was no time to linger for number 19 might be on its way as if he did not reach the second switch before it moved out. 
The mad run was resumed and the second switch was reached in time. As Edwards was finishing the run to Green River, he reached in the morning ahead of schedule. He found written in the frost of his cab window these words. A freight train was wrecked as you saw. Now that you saw, you will never be able to make another run. The engine was not under control. Four and four something men were killed. If you ever run on this road again, you'll be wrecked. Edwards quit the road that morning and returning to Denver found employment in Union Pacific. No wreck was ever discovered the next day in the canyon where he had seen it, nor has the phantom train in the chase of any engineer who has crossed the divide since that night. So basically there was a phantom train coming up Mm -hmm. behind him and it went into the river, but they never found a wreck. It chased him. And he sped up and sped up and sped up to try to get away from it, knowing that the other train was coming the other direction. That's scary. (laughs) The train behind him went into the ravine and disappeared just like the train over the river sticks. So crazy. Phantom trains. Now, guys, please be careful. If you're ever investigating train, be careful. Because if you get too close to the track and a train comes by, you can literally get sucked in. By the um, sheer, what would you call that? Vortex? vortex. I don't know. Polar suction, vortex. Suction no. vortex. The railroad vortex. Yeah. But, so. you know, we mentioned earlier in the show about different locations that are no longer in use, like Moonville Tunnel, mm-hmm. the tunnel in Pennsylvania, the tracks that are being taken apart that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's also stories of streetcars. There's stories of... I know in Disney, there's the train that runs through Disney, the um, monorail. Mm -hmm. There's stories on that of different hauntings. So it's just not the old time hauntings. There's hauntings that are starting up, you know, nowadays. And it could be because of all the stories, it becomes haunted. But there's also truth to a lot of these wrecks that originated as real wrecks, like the wreck over the river sticks. Yeah, it's so fascinating, Um, especially with these circus train wrecks, because there was a Ringling Brothers one Mm -hmm. in the early 1900s um, in Florida. And then there was, I I saw many other ones, but, you know, it's really tragic, especially the one that happened, um, you know, in Hammond, Indiana, which is outside of Cincinnati. Um, And then they just had a mass burial for like the elephants and the Mm -hmm. performers. And it's just. I'd like to go there and see that that gravesite. I think that would be really interesting to do some EVPs there. Yeah, I think we would get a lot of oh yeah, a lot of um, activity. And that's the thing too is with animals. You know, have any of our listeners ever got EVPs of animals? Now we've heard of in Gettysburg the horses and that, but to get EV, EVPs of elephants and. You know, Tiger. circus animals, yeah. yeah, that were per- that perished on the tracks. I, I heard horses whinny on the battlefield, and there were no horses mm-hmm. anywhere around. It was interesting because um, when Peg, my sister Peggy and I went, we heard, like, drums, almost like, you know, marching drums. Mm-hmm. We heard horse whinny. We heard, like, faint cannon fire. And we also saw a blue orb, which I have, and it was in one of my old phones. Uh. Um, but I took a picture and there was like this big blue glowing orb Hmm. out on that battlefield. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if 
you know, somebody went to one of these train sites that they wouldn't get some type of activity. Yeah, especially because of the energy that it takes for a train to move. And they've always used the lights on the front. A lot of the lights that they used back, you know, were actual, I don't want to say coal fired, but they actual like. Um, lanterns or? Actual lanterns mm-hmm. on the fronts. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, my dad, you know, he, some, the time he was a little boy, he had model trains. Mm-hmm. And he has some old, I just saw something. <laughs> like something white just went down. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's dust. <laughs> but that was interesting. I just saw something like float right. Right behind but, me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Weird. The studio's Let me take a haunted. picture real quick. <laughs> you never know, Joe. You never, you never know. know. We've had a lot of stuff happen during recordings. Well, you know what? It could be. It could be one of our relatives. It mm-hmm. could be somebody liking being remembered. You know, like performers, they want to be remembered for their performances. They don't ever want to be forgotten. Yeah. You know, just like podcasters. Don't forget <laughs> us. Don't forget us. Speaking of not forgetting us, if you have a chance, please like and subscribe on our YouTube page. Share the show with all your friends. Um, you know, if you know anybody who's in podcasts looking for some new, um, fresh podcasts, recommend us we have over what 350 shows now coming up on 350 coming up on 350 um going into our will be our eighth season this year starting in july but you know we can't do this without your support so you know if there's anything that um you can do to support us we would appreciate it very much tell a friend if you do have a podcast and you would like some guests or if you have a convention coming up that you need speakers at, recommend us because we do it all. Yeah, we definitely would love to come and present for you guys. All right, well, thank you for listening this week. Let's leave with some original train music. The Ghost Train. Ghost Train by Hank Snow. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. Choo-choo. <laughs>